second week after our summer break. And we're coming at you with episode 85 of VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. If you ever you're watching on YouTube or you've downloaded for a listen somewhere, just leave us a nice review. That would be great. And please subscribe to the VIP YouTube channel. I'm Steve Lillis and with me, as always, in the top corner there is John Evans. You okay, John? Yeah, pretty good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And a special, special guest this week. A bloke we only get on once a year. He's a bit, he's a bit Billy Big Banana now with the zone and all that. And it's a bloke I, I, none of us see nothing. <laughs> but look at how smug he is. He's a, he's, we love him really. He's my former <laughs> Box Nation. He was my cousin on the couch at Box Nation. We're fun to see who it was, or Stephen was across from us. Former WBO Super Featherweight Champion Barry Jones. How are you, Barry? I'm okay, mate. I loved, I loved the intro. Coming at you, you sound like a DJ. Oh, coming mate. at you. We're coming at you. Cleopatra coming at you. I, I think an Xbox Nation plays in that couch, right? You're, why are you always the first person I think of, you know? <laughs> they were good days, mate. Then we'll never have those again. And I'm really pleased to see you getting airtime on the zone of being you. Top, top stuff. Really good. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm your mate. No, I think, I think, you know, once, I think once they, once, that Maya Jammer left. There was a, I think there was a void of, um, I, I mean, no, no disrespect to Laura Woods, but of sexiness. And so they were looking at someone, you know, trying to be more diverse. So they wanted someone yeah. who was sexy, but not not traditionally sexy, more yeah. you know, uniquely sexual, like myself. And uh, I've turned into Barry Patel, like haven't I? Yeah. Prince Barry Patel, all of a sudden. Well, you know what? I'm, you're going to talk about Arab boxing later. You've got that Yemeni in you as well. I have, I have, mate. There yeah, you no. go. There you go, see? Yeah. With, with Barry on there, now it could easily pass for a different type of subscription channel as well, couldn't it? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. You know, at night when I'm bored, I'll go, I'll go through OnlyFans looking for the Barry Jones account. I can't find <laughs> it. He must do it under some, some pseudonym or something. I reckon. Yeah. All right. All right, then, fellas, um, we'll crack on. And, uh, Johnny, you've got your clock. Everything's you? ready, yeah, ready Everything to go. ready. And round one, over to you, John. John, and what's the delay? Yeah, um, the delay with hearing rumours, aren't we, constantly, that Crawford and Spence's, it's about to be announced, it's about to be announced. And recently, we've also had Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia apparently close to being announced. And we're getting no word, are we? So I know it... Fighters always say, and people involved in boxing always say, if two fighters want a fight enough, it happens. No matter what anyone else says, the two fighters make it happen. And I'm just starting to wonder whether these fighters do actually want it to happen. If, if someone had told me that Terence Crawford wouldn't jump at the chance to fight Errol Spence after leaving top rank, I would have called him a liar because I think, well, I thought Crawford was all about it. But we're not hearing any words from either guy, really. I was saying it's imminent. Um I'm starting to get a little bit worried because those are two super fights. It's been a good year for boxing, but those two could really push it over the edge. And I just hope, particularly Spence and Crawford, aren't past the peak when we get it because I think that's a genuine super fight for the era. I agree. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this today about fights. It all comes down to money. Egos and money because you've got Roman Gonzalez and Estrada boxing for the third time. Yeah. And that and all those flyweights like flies, flies, and superflies have all fought each other in, in like an eight-year period. Easy fights to make because the money's not as big. And that's so it's it has to just be money. Like you no, know, they all wanna they all want no one's no fighter's afraid to fight the other fighter. 
but it's it's greed. I, I would say it's greed. They're all getting paid mega money, but they, they're arguing over who's going to get an extra two percent. I understand. Listen, I've never been to that level of, of financial gain, but it's clearly money, which 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 equates to greed. Because if if Roman Gonzalez, one of the greatest fighters of this modern era, can can fight his rivals on a regular basis, let's be honest, then why can't Spence, you know, or Crawford, and Spence box each other? No, in their early to almost mid thirties before they pass their peak. Yeah, you know what? Um, this is with Crawford. He hasn't boxed for 11 months. He's 34 years of age. And, you know, if he has that, say that fight happens in another eight months, he's in towards his 36 year, whatever. I just don't get why he's, he's laying dormant for 11 months at this stage of his, of his career. He's now talking. I saw a quote from him last week. Oh, if this doesn't come on soon, I want to fight Jamel Charlo at Super Welter. You know, it's just like, you know, he's 34. You know, he's been a pro a long time, champion a long time. And Ryan Garcia Tank, that was the one perhaps I never took so seriously. It's one of those you, you think might be close, but miles apart. And I saw Oscar De La Hoya at the weekend admitting how hard it is doing business without Heyman regarding his fighters. So I think that fight, you can just scratch that one for now. But Spence and Crawford, as you say, the big danger is... They're going to meet when they're past their peak. And as you say, you know, they're arguing over maybe 2%. But when you're earning 10, 15 million dollars, what's $300,000? Round two, Barry, a subject we did touch on last night, but it's good to get your opinion. Arabian Nights. Yeah, Arabian Nights. You know, I, I just think, you know, with boxing, you know, obviously uh, Jeddah, not the first time we've been to Saudi Arabia for fights. And also with Bivol boxing, um, Ramirez in Abu Dhabi. And of course, there's been an influx of a few fights. Floyd Mayweather's doing an exhibition in Dubai in November. Is that where all the big fights are going? Is, is, that, is that a sign of you know, not just a, a short-term thing, but a long-term thing? Because fighters are getting more paid more than ever before, of course. But that money's got to come from somewhere. Some of these fights are not maybe worthy of the money they're getting. Even talking about you know, Joshua with the, with the box music or Joshua the box... You know, Fury the Box Uzi or Fury the Box Joshua. Again, there's talk that that has to go to the Middle East. And I just think what happens to the to the action... We lose fans because you're only watching sport on TV. We've already lost working-class heroes. I've said for a long time that you know, possibly Ricky Hatton could very well be the last working-class hero in any sport. I don't watch other sports. I'm talking on my back end. Certainly in boxing because you know, we don't see our stars anymore. And no, we're not going to get to actually see them live fight because they're going to be boxing in the other part of the world where the money is, is readily avail available. And I think it's a, it's, it's like when PBC first came on, on board, it's good for the fighters out of the gate first, but in the longevity of it, I'm not quite sure it's, it's sustainable or, or whether the sport not dies, but loses a lot of, a, a lot of a fan base because you fall in love with boxing when you go to a live fight. Like I did, like you all did. Watching on telly is fantastic. When you go to a live fight and it's great, your call. You know, one of my greatest memories in recent years was Leo McKenzie versus Chelorenda, the York Hall. Yeah. I watched it through armpits because I'm short. I literally watched it through people's armpits. You know, it was packed out. One of the greatest fights I've seen. Fantastic. Now, if I never, never, if I never seen boxing before, that was my introduction. I'm in love with the sport. I'm going every, every, every chance I can get. I'm buying a ticket to go and watch the fight. And if you can never go to a fight, you're never going to fall in love with the sport. And that's what's a worry for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I hope it doesn't, because I said this last week, I hope it doesn't become the new home of boxing, these, these, these countries in the middle. It's not because of political reasons or anything like that. I want fighters to earn money. It's, it's the accessibility to fans. Those trips to Vegas are things that live in the memory. Trips to Saudi Arabia might do for the fights, but not the trip. And there's more to, more to it than just the fight for these fans when they go on these trips. Trips to Vegas were once in a lifetime for some of these guys. Everything has a shelf life as well, doesn't it? And if, if fighters go to Saudi Arabia for two years, then the money stops and you've lost the fan base. Trying to build back up from nothing is going to be really difficult, isn't it? Uh, round three, uh, you what? Um, this could be overtaken by what could happen in the next 24 hours. We're recording this at about 7.15 on a Monday night. This news broke about two hours ago. You bank senior saying he's... Uh, Pulling his claiming he's going to pull his son out of the Conor Ben fight because you know he mentioned he sadly he, he did lose he lost the son um, was it last year or the year before which was a tragedy for the Eubank family um, and now he's doing this because he's worried about the weight and his son could get killed. Um, look, I think the fight goes on. I think there's a rehydration thing to try and negotiate that. I think he does the one five seven easy. I said that last week. Well, not easily, but he does it as comfortable as you can. He weighed 160 for Liam Williams, wearing Nike, Jordans, whatever they're called, jeans, belt, a big watch. So he makes that weight. Maybe there is the rehydration issue. But I think we're at the stage now where the promoters, uh, Eddie Hearn and Wasserman, or Cali Sowland, whoever's there, the, the front for that, they've got to come clean on what these hydration clauses are because people are buying tickets on the back of seeing a great fight. People are going to buy a pay-per-view from the zone. It's going to be a, a massive success, I'm sure, for, for their, their first boxing pay-per-view, should we say, the, the YouTubers the other week. And I just think they should come clean on what the rehydration clauses are so people know what they're being sold. Yeah, I agree with you, because you know, especially for, for gambling purposes, I'm not a gambler, for gambling purposes, because that will have a massive impact in who you think is going to win the fight. I, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think making the way for you, Bank, Will be difficult, but not. But that's not the issue. It's yeah. It's it's putting the weight back on, and also there's talk that the 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 the, the second weigh-in on the day won't be eight o'clock in the morning like some of the others. It'll be sort of like eleven o'clock yeah. to midday. Well, that means he's making weight twice. Now that's a danger in itself. So you no, know, the fact that Chris Senior has mentioned that Chris Senior, you no, know, they're all the master of, of of saying whatever, of saying nothing, saying lots but saying nothing. But the fact that he mentioned Sebastian makes you think that he genuinely doesn't want to send the fight. If he didn't if he hadn't mentioned the past of his of his other as a, of his other boy, I'd just go, this is a ploy. Build interest, intrigue. Because he can't stop Chris Jr. No. He's a grown man, do what he wants. No, he can't stop him. And so you know he's just, don't fight son. Okay dad, well you give me yeah. six million, three million, whatever he's getting for the two million, I don't know. But you know, that's not gonna happen. But once he mentioned his other boy, you know, he wouldn't I don't I can't believe any father would mention him unless he was genuinely worried about his other son's health. But, yeah, I, I, th I do think you're right. The rehydration clause needs to be open to all. And then you can assess a fight for or for, for gambling purpose and also for, for, you know, for also using to win the fight from that. Oh, sorry, John, we never got oh, you there. Don't worry about um, we were talking about you, John, and a, um, a, a man called Kane who's very able. Yeah. I'm, some fighters... You watch them and they jump off the screen off you. And then some fighters, you speak to them and you see how they act. 
and we jump off a little bit more. And I spoke to Andrew Kane for the first time um, last week. And Andrew Kane is real, as real as it comes. And I like those type of fighters. And rather than just talk about it, I'll, I'll read you a quote of what he said. It's going on 32 red this week. So he said, I'm real, aren't I? What you see is what you get. I'm not fake. I'm here to make my life better. And all these other bantamweights are here to stop it. He said, uh, a lot of them, there's a lot of pressure involved in boxing. They try and pass it off like it's just a sport. But when it comes down to it, it's not a sport, is it? Is it fuck? It's a fight. I'm fighting for my kids' lives and my family lives. I come from nothing and I'm just trying to better myself. And you don't get quotes like that from many bantamweights in Britain. And Kane's fighting Eric Morales, his brother, this week in his 10th fight. Uh, Morales has had 35. He's fought for a world title. He's a knockout puncher. If Kane comes through this and he gots that attitude and he gets these other British fights, he could be a little bit of a a little bit of a star, I think. It's a great, it's a new he's sort of Richie just epitomized the boxing story for almost every boxing, and you come from nothing relatively, and boxing is your way out. You found you found lucky, you found something you're good at, and you focus on that and try and get some though most of us, especially as small fighters don't really believe we're going to be a wealthy fighter. Don't really believe we're going to be rich. But we're thinking, get, people think, oh, you know, you didn't, you weren't successful. But you're going, I live in a middle-class area or I've bought my house in the street I grew up in, whatever, whatever it is. But that's, for a lot of people, especially Andrew Kane and the like, you're never going to get that. Never going to get to afford to buy a house or never going to get to move out to a slightly nicer area, which is still not the nicest. But that's a success story because most of them, most boxers where they grow up from is as poor or as poverty-stricken or as rough or as tough or as hard or you know, as violent or whatever as, you could, as, as an environment you could find. And you, know, and you, you do hear from real hard, big, you know, one-eye, you know, scars on their face, them type of fighters. You hear from them. But you don't very rarely, you're right, you don't very rarely hear it from a smaller guy. Well, funnily enough, you're just talking about houses then. He said... Um... My family aren't comfortable. He said, when my family are comfortable, I can chase my own dreams. But I'm in a two-up, two-down in Dingle, and I want a fucking mansion for them. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? That quote also turned me on. It's a lovely quote. And uh, that, that, I, feel, I love the thing about the two-up, two-down, and one in the mansion. <laughs> but you know what? It turned me on how fearless he is. And he come into this game with nothing. And he isn't scared of going out of it with nothing either, I don't think. Which no, means no, how far he's willing to go in that ring. Yeah, he's like, that, that tells me that about him a lot as well. And by the way, I saw him when he boxed Stephen Jackson. Oh, hey, God, stop. <laughs> Round five, um, Xboxers Association, Barry. Really interesting topic, this. Yeah, they're dying off, obviously, because people get old. <laughs> but, um, I mean, like I went to the Welsh Xboxers and every year, the annual, the annual Sunday luncheon, and every year it's packed out. And then um, this year it wasn't. I mean, nowhere near. It was less than half the, the, the usual crowd. And I dropped, I dropped off from London every year for it. And then um, I don't want a medal for that, but there should be some sort of trophy I get when I turn up. <laughs> but I don't get one anyway. But there was hardly anybody there. It was really disappointing. And I worry about it. You know, the, you know, like the, the weekly meetings, no one turns up. And it's my generation. You know, the 40s and 50-year-olds who, who've been retired for you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 years. 30 years, maybe close to, and, and why aren't we all turning up? Because it's a community, it's a lost community, and I think, and, it, and they're very important for, not for every fighter, but some fighters struggle, mentally, socially as well, 
because you remember you've been some fighters been a star in a little world for fifty other fifteen minutes of fame, and then it all crumbles. You're left with no money, and it's a pressure. We've seen people like you know, like Nicky Booth and others, you know, uh, and they'll not just not be able to cope with it and struggle. And these Xbox associations help so much, but people just don't make an effort. People should be picking people up. You know, it's like the buddy system, whatever you call it in America. And I think the fact that it was such a poor show it worried me. I'm fine. I'm still involved in the sport, so I don't need it right now. I might need it in 10 years' time, but there's other fighters who do, and I think the more people go, the more other people want to come. And and it was a worry. They, 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 got, they got the Hall of Fame next week. That'll be packed, because that's an occasion. That's an award ceremony. That'll be packed. It's a three-course meal, whatever. It'll be a fantastic day. But the smaller associations are slowly dying off, I feel, and I, I don't know what we do to rectify that. I don't know whether... There's some sort of um, not empathy. I don't know what they're looking for. That current boxing people, maybe a promoter. It's always like, oh, but everyone brings a promoter. But some somebody involved in the sport now needs to maybe help these organisations flourish somehow. I don't know how you do that. You know, I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just wanted to try and get the the the, the message out that these Xbox associations are so important for people. But they're, they're dying out because people are not yeah. aware well, they'll be able to get to them and not being used enough. Why don't you tell me this topic today? I gave Ian Harrison a ring at Barry. He's, um, he runs the Manchester one, along with um, Eddie Copeland. And Ian was telling me, I said, how, does, how do you do now? And he said, they go one, you bear in mind Manchester, a big city. Yeah. They get about, they go once a month, they have about 20 to 25 show up. That's good. Um, he thinks it should be more he'd like more he, he was saying like Leeds and London are the only two he knows of that are really flourishing he says something like Liverpool it's really struggling but you know you think the city I think a lot of it it isn't so much fighters of your generation Barry I think it's also fighters of the current day because they've got so much there's more things going on in life to them to pick from and go and meet up with their ex. I think people like John Kays goes is one of the recent pro goes to the Manchester, but it's not many recent pros. A lot of them who go to the Manchester one are from your generation, Barry. The, you know that they're not. Went way over there, but it's an important one, that isn't it? So yeah, it was excellent. I don't know your opinion, John. If you wanted to say something, Nick, oh, something I, I, I agree. Should, I... Be, should be brought out here, I think. Yeah, it should be. Maybe you don't hear much of it, do you? I think the people that go go. If you see what I mean, but. You don't really see many adverts for it. I don't know if it's word of mouth. Maybe they could advertise it more, promote it more. But I think you're right, Steve. I think um, people just have a lot going on now, don't they? Yeah, I've just seen 25 people for a city like Manchester uh, once a month, 25 Xboxers. He's quite happy with it, Ian is. You know, he's a lovely fella. He trains a few fighters. He, he had a few fights himself, I think, in the 80s. You know, um, he's quite happy. I just think that's quite poor, you know, that's you could get, you could get 25 from Collier's to Mustard. Yeah, I think that's disappointing. That's my opinion. The charity Ringside, I forget the name of it, Ringside Trust. Ringside Charitable Trust. They're okay. in London. Fa fantastic. They're fantastic what they're trying to do, and they, and they are helping people out. But they took a lot of boxes to Orlando. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I've been asked to go next year. Brilliant. But I've said, I'll go if I can, if I'm not working. But I think you should invite somebody who, I'm not a rich man, by the way, and you know this, somebody who could never afford to go. Yeah. 
you know, I know I've been an actual champion, but we're to a penny nowadays, to be honest. Let's be truthful about that. I just think someone who would, who, who would, be, who would benefit more than I. I'll go and I'll do my part if 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 no if if that's what they want and if it helps bring awareness to it. I can't see what my worth is, but if it, if it's if it's anything, then I'll go. But I think if it's if that's paid for, which it is, then let someone go who needs to go. That might change someone's life, help them yeah, better. But yeah. boxers struggle. The boxer people don't realize how bad. Like this ringside the care and trust. They they've they've understood how boxers struggle after after they retire, like most sportsmen. But you know. Most boxers don't end up with any money, so it makes it slightly worse. And I just think that you know there needs to be something there. And and, and the Xbox associations, I've seen them help the, the generation older than myself, two generations older than myself. I've seen how yeah. oh, they were busy and how oh, they, they had a nice community and they stayed in touch because they went once a week or once a month. Sorry, they stayed in touch via phone or then Facebook was came out and they stayed in touch via Facebook and it all helped them. But my generation, and I feel we're the we're the start of the worst of it. We don't converse. We don't mix. We don't mix. No one bothers. And it's not because we're not going to be all in loads of money. I don't know. There's more things that have gone on in our life. Yeah. We were close, maybe. We didn't have as many fights. We didn't see each other all the time, maybe. That was what it was. But I think our generation is, my generation is what ours, because we're all roughly the same age ish. Steve's, Steve's 25 years older, but still, we look <laughs> But I think it's it's on us. It's our duty, I think, to, to, to maybe. Keep it, keep this alive, and keep it going, and maybe try and be invented in a different way where it becomes a, a social calendar thing rather than just a, oh, I'll go there for ten minutes, because no one goes, no one, no one goes, no one was there. I was the only boxer who pretty much won anything. Taylor Bevin was there, by the way. No, no the, the yeah. silver medal from both games would have been gold, but he had a hard draw. <laughs> but, and he's also technically English, but we, we, we've taken him. He lives, he's from Southampton, but he's Welsh. But, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, it's he was there, fantastic. But mainly, you know, there was nobody there where before you get Colin Jones and, and you know, and uh, Gavin Reese and Lee Selby and Steve Robinson and other fighters like that. Nobody was there. And they all live close. There's no excuse for it. But you know what? It's good to hear you on that because it's something you obviously care about, Barry. But I wonder if the round six now, and I wonder if these two fellas are going to go to the Kazakh Xboxers Association and the Tawana Xboxers Association, Canelo GG3 this weekend. Um, you know what? I fancy Canelo. There's been a lot of criticism of the fight. I fancy Canelo to win. Look, did he win the first two? But win it out, win it this time without any. But you know what? It's still a fight I'm looking forward to, and I don't, I don't go, I don't go for a lot of the criticism it's got. You know, look, the Golovkin didn't look great, particularly in the early stages against Murata. I know it was at middleweight, but it was still a good win away from home. You know, Murata has been a good fight. I think he was in the, he, he was in the, the Olympic bronze. Did he was he gold yeah. in 2012? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, so it's still, it's still a great win and. You know what? He's only had four fights in the last four years. You know, Canelo's been on them procession of title wins and championships, but he's still coming off a loss. And I don't think it's the word. I fancy Canelo to win, but I don't think it's this one side beatdown. I'm reading from a lot of people. I just wanted to get before we wrap up for the night. Um, your verdict on the fight, fellas? Go on, John. I've got no shit up. Oh, yeah, I, I, I fancy Canelo big, but you won't get Golovkin in a boring fight. You? you know, he's he's. He's one of the greats of the last 30, 40 years. He's a fantastic fighter. So he, he, he'll have his moments, but I think 
Canelo's shown down at middleweight in the last two fights, he can take the power, he can absorb it, can he? he can come through it. And I think upper weight, with him being a bit stronger, I think he'll just have too much at this age. But I think it'll be exciting for as long as it lasts. God, plus yeah. he's that bitterness and spite. But we genuinely don't like each other, do they? Um, Golovkin hides it well, Canelo doesn't. And that's going to keep that, even when, if you can imagine Golovkin, it's getting hard for him. He's still going to be spitting venom back, isn't he? And, yeah. and landing whenever he can. So, yeah, as long as it lasts, he probably go the distance. But I think it'd be good for it. You're not going to take your eyes off it, are you? Yeah, I like it. Barry, you, you've been around, I think, the both of the foot. You did both sides? Yeah, um, I, did the, I did the first two, and I tried everything to get to this one. I, 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 I mean, I'm saying I'll, I'll, I'll get my own flight over and stuff like that. I've tried everything to get to work it. Nobody, nobody wanted me to work it. Um, but anyway, I think very rarely in history do you get two fighters perfect for each other. And they've, they've been lucky that they've, and we've been lucky that they found each other. They're, that, they're the most perfect fit for a good fight. I think you could wheel them out when they were 75 years of age and they still have a good fight. I, I, the only, thing, the only thing, difference with this fight, and I agree with, with you, Steve, and you, John, as well, we all agreed that it's going to be a really good fight. They, it will be, just the way they fight, the way they are. But there's a clear winner. There's a clear favourite this time in Canelo. There has to be. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't see the, I didn't see the huge vulnerabilities that people made out in, in Golovkin against Morata. But I do think at his age, the first thing to go with you is your judgment of speed and distance. And I just think you don't see things as quick. It's only a millisecond, but it's enough for, for you to... You, know, you, you tend to take a shot sometimes. Your neck gets tight, or you just ride it. And when you don't, that's what gives you this. That's shocking. That's what hurts you. And I think he got knocked back a few times just because he didn't see it quick enough. And I think that with Canelo will cause him problems. I think you again, Canelo will stop him. <laughs> and you... you Theoretically, got the two best chins in boxing here, like the boxing each other, like, as they showed in the first two fights. But I think he gets knocked back on his heels too much this time. And I think, I think, and in the second fight, though, I thought Golovkin still won that second fight. Canelo showed he could push him back. A younger, fresher, and more active Golovkin at that second fight. Now, this third fight is going to be a less active, a lot older Golovkin. But there's still been a. I think he's had four fights since, since that, or three fights since the since the second fight. And Canelo's had eight yeah, fights or yeah. nine fights yeah. of sheer quality. The difference in quality that they box, by the way, you know, Golovkin's box good opponents, but Canelo's box much far superior opposition. I feel, and on a run, he's been busy and active. And the only thing is the loss psychologically. How will the loss affect Canelo? But that's. I think that's. And and can he be a? Can he adapt? Can he's been an adaptive fighter his whole career? And he stopped that. About, about Callum Smith, he stopped learning from every fight and bringing it into a new fight and just became a bully because it worked for him. Can he If he can revert back to type as he was, you know, Golovkin 1, 2 and 3 and just before that and after that, then this, this version of the, the both fighters means Canelo runs away a competitive fight and a great fight, but a clear winner. Brilliant. Well, I think we're all, all in agreement there. Is there anything you want to add, John? No, no, I was just thinking, Barry, one of my little bugbears at the minute, Barry, you could have just taken a mobile phone or a, a camera on a stick and, and gone over to Las Vegas and stood <laughs> in the line and, and got your way over there. It's, it's driving me mad, that shit, at the moment. I do have a YouTube channel. Subscribe. It's Barry. No one watches Barry.com. And, and then, you could have announced, <laughs> then you could have announced on Twitter that you were proud to be going to the event. 
I'll just fight you. Don't get me going, John. Don't get me going. You know what? Steve, you've got a couple of minutes here. Let's have a have a round. I can't. I can't. It just does me in all this. I've got I've got press accreditation. You know what? When I go for a shit in the morning after my run and my energy gels, I'm gonna say run six miles. You have a shit better after six miles. Oh, don't even go there with me. <laughs> Fellas, I'm going to have to wrap this up. I could talk to you about that <laughs> all night, but I've got to get out tonight, I'm afraid. I could chat to you lot, you two all night. Barry, thanks very much. John, thank you very much. Place. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.